a monkey, leave society, become a monkey, leave society, become a monkey. That reminds me of one of my favorite, uh, look at that capture. One of my favorite things to say. Instead of I'm going to kill myself, I say I'm going to go live in the woods as a wolf. I'm going to just do this. Hello, and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin, and I'm joined as usual by my brother, co-host, and partner in stupidity, Holden. Okay. This week, we are taking a look at the 2008 film. Let me double-check. I believe it is 2008. I think so. Is it the 2008 uh, American comedy film, The Rocker, uh, starring Rain Wilson uh, directed by Peter Cottonetto, written by Maya Forbes and Wallace Wolodarski. We're still trying to figure out what to do with the, these movies. Anyways, before we get into that... We're never going to figure it out. We're never going to figure it out. It's really just an excuse for me to talk about movies. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into that, Holden, what is your latest hyperfixation? So, there's this little show, I don't know if you've heard about it, called The Sopranos. Never. It's not like It's not like our dad was obsessed with it or anything. It's not like one of the biggest things to come out of New Jersey. It's not like, A, it's one of the biggest things to come out of New Jersey. B, cons- is considered the starting point of the golden age of television that I don't know if we're still living in, but we definitely were. We aren't. We aren't. Um, and I think Game of Thrones killed that. Game of Thrones and Westworld killed that for the same reasons. Depends um, on who you ask. Our dad was obsessed with it, and it and as if it didn't launch our dad's obsession with the mafia for like the last 10 years of his life. Yeah, so... Well, also his favorite movie was The Godfather. Also his favorite movie was The Godfather. So I I have never watched The Sopranos. Um, and I was at a Christmas party uh, back in December with some uh, old friends from, from my old job from the movie theater. And the whole thing we were doing, we were watching just like a bunch of Christmas media and like drinking and sitting around shooting the shit watching movies. Like just kind of like the things we like to do. And someone said, oh, here's my pick for a Christmas thing. And it was a Christmas. Ep- it was the Christmas episode of of The Sopranos. Okay. And I watched it and I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but this is so good. Like, it's funny. It's compelling. It gets a little angsty. I need to watch this show. And The Sopranos has been, like, number one show on my, like, I need to watch list for the past 10 years probably Mm -hmm. so i finally started watching it and you know what it holds up it's good there's aspects of it of like oh like you know some people be like oh you you, whatever questionable jesus i really hit that (laughs) questionable you know we'll, we'll say um but i think it's one of those issues it's kind of similar with like always sunny Mm-hmm. Where like you're not really supposed to like these characters, right? No, they're not good people. Like they're, yeah, they're mobsters. Yeah, they're like you get upset because Tony Soprano says like the F slur, or or says like the R slur. Mm-hmm. Tony Soprano kills people. Tony Soprano's a murderer. <laughs> Tony Soprano murders a guy on a college trip with his daughter. Like he's so focused on it that he like he's so murder happy that he can't not just have a good trip with his daughter. That's why that's why he's one of the most compelling characters in all of television. Yeah, because like you do kind of like him, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean that's that's you know the mark of a good show that like it can get you to either root for or just like like or any combination of those two. 
a morally it's, ambiguous or straight up bad person. It's it's like the same thing with like Walter White in Breaking Bad, like mm-hmm. basically literally. Unless you're an idiot. Unless you're an idiot. Um, where it's like you know, the difference being like Walter White, like he starts out as like a very unassuming, obviously very fucking brilliant man who is just a high school teacher, and you know, pregnant wife, kid with cerebral palsy has cancer and he's like well i gotta make money somehow start selling meth and then like i love the the duality of like in season one where walter white is like i'm doing this for my family and then literally the last line he says to his estranged wife in the last episode was i was doing it for me i was good at it and i liked it i did it for me which is like ooh, that's breaking bad and my top three need-to-watch shows, but I haven't gotten around to it, are three, technically four, are Breaking Bad, The Sopranos, Justice League, and Justice League Unlimited. You should throw The Wire in there as well. Should throw The Wire in there? Yeah. I haven't watched The Wire, but from what I understand, The Wire is fucking amazing. That, I've, heard, I've heard that as well, but that's, I... That's also on my list of that has, I need that, to watch. That hasn't given me a compelling reason to watch it yet. I'm not saying it's not good, but like... The Sopranos, I grew up around. That was also one of our dad's favorite shows. Yeah, it, I think it was probably his favorite show. No, The Wire, I'm talking oh, about. Oh, The Wire was. I thought he didn't yeah. watch The Wire. I thought no, he, he wanted loved to watch The Wire. He he started watching The Wire, I'm pretty sure. I gotcha. don't know if he ever finished The Wire. Um, But The Sopranos, I, I've our dad watched that growing up. Breaking Bad, he watched it um like the year before he died. A couple months before he died, really. Um, well, yeah, it ended in... It, it ended, like... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you uh, finished that either. Um, I, yeah, I don't know when Breaking Bad ended. Point it's, is, yeah. Uh, and you've said that it's an incredible show. Oh, Breaking Bad is so good, dude. And then Justice League Unlimited. Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, I remember from a, being a kid, I've watched some episodes, some like clips of it, and I'm like, holy shit, this is good stuff. <laughs> it's good cartoons. Anyways, how about some context? How about some context? Am I doing context? You already have your phone out. I guess so. You suggested the movie. I don't do context anymore. <laughs> I'm being a diva. The Rocker is a 2008 American comedy film directed by Peter Catanetto and written by Maya Forbes and Wallace Wolodarski from a story by Ryan Jaffe. The film stars Ryan Rain Wilson as a failed musician who goes on tour with his nephew's band after one of their songs goes viral. Christina Applegate, Jeff Garland, Josh Gad, Teddy Geiger, and Emma Stone also star. It was released on August 20th, 2008, and received mixed reviews and was a box office bomb, grossing just $8 million against its $15 million budget. Yeah, it bombed pretty hard, actually. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty harsh. Um, that's, all, that's all that Wikipedia has to say in a single paragraph. So. So. Additional context. Yes. I ha- watched this movie a lot when I was younger. Yeah. I it, I didn't realize it was a comfort movie because I didn't know that was a thing, but it was a comfort movie for me when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah, and I know we made fun of you for it. Like, you watched it every day for, like... I think we said you watched it every day for three years, but it was really, like, a week. Yeah, there was a week where I just... Well, because there was a scene that really made me laugh, like, the beginning scene, the flashback before it goes mm-hmm. to the 20 years later where it's, like, modern times. Oh, quote-unquote. Yeah. It's 20 years old. Almost. Uh that scene always made me really laugh. I always thought that scene was really funny. So I would sit down and I didn't think like YouTube wasn't really like a thing that I could pull up on like a TV or anything. So I would just like watch that clip 
And then I was like, oh, well, I mean, I'm already here. So I would just kind of like watch the rest of the movie. Watch the rest of the movie. So when was the last time you watched this? (laughs) Not too long ago. Okay. No, I know. I I was genuinely, genuinely just kind of gauging how long it's been since you last watched it. I watched it so many times, dude. I don't know if I've sat through the whole thing uh, ever before this point, but I've definitely seen like a lot of to most of it since uh since you watched it as much as many times as you have over the course of the last i don't know uh i'm gonna say 16 years yeah ish but it's pretty good yeah i enjoyed it i like it it's not i mean obviously i like it i'm biased yeah it's not an incredible movie i don't even say i don't even think i'd say it's a really funny movie but it's entertaining it's fun it's it is it's just have fun it's soundtrack is killer. The soundtrack the is killer. I was going to say this and then I figured I should save it for here. I am upset that ADD is not like a real band yeah. I can go listen to. I know Vesuvius is, but they're technically the bad guys. There's not really an antagonist in this movie. Um, it's more, you know, it's like uh, man I guess versus it, emotion kind of. Yeah. Thing. Man versus emotion, kind of a, char- a character study almost like. I'm not saying there's not a plot, like things happen, but it there's not really like a major conflict in the movie. Right. Until like until the end. And that's not a criticism, that's just an observation of what the movie's like. Um But I am upset that ADD isn't a real band that I can go listen to. Because those songs were really fucking good. Yeah. The soundtrack was killer. Yeah, you can you can listen to the soundtrack on like Spotify. I, I, I do sometimes. Well, you don't have Spotify or I you don't use probably Spotify. will because it probably is on Apple Music as well. Yeah. But I, it's like good alt rock and it's then very like good alt rock. Vesuvius is very like hair band, like right. very much like Motley Crue, um, like that kind of thing. It's a bit better. Um, <laughs> I don't like Motley Crue. That's just me though. Um, our dad used to love Motley Crue. Yeah, then he got introduced to Metallica. And he's like, was oh, like, "Oh fuck this!" Yeah. Well, like Motley Crue, like they definitely like. I remember Ma, like I was like kind of making fun of them one time, and Mom was like, "Yeah, you know, I didn't like Motley Crue either." But then I went to a Motley Crue concert, and like I, at the beginning, I was like, "Oh, I'm probably not gonna have fun," and then by the end of it, I had like my foot up on the thing, and I was like rocking out and screaming at all the songs <laughs> along. It's like, yeah, I'm sure they, they put on a kick-ass show from, like, clips that I've seen, but whatever. That's a whole... Welcome to Motley Crue stuff. Yeah, welcome to Crue stuff. <laughs> um, but something I didn't know until relatively recently um, was that Teddy Geiger... Geiger? Geiger? I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I, I, I It depends on the person. Generally, a name spelled like that is Geiger, from what I know. We're going to say Geiger. We're going to go with Geiger. We're going to go with Geiger. Um, She plays uh, Curtis. Curtis. And she, so I did not know uh, until like two, last year, a year ago, two years, whatever. Sometime ago between a day and 200 years <laughs> um, that one, she is trans. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, Good for her. She I watched an interview with her about like, and she talked about like transitioning and how mm-hmm. like happy she was. And it's like, yeah. that always makes me happy to say. Um, but I also didn't know that she was actually like a songwriter and that she like ghost writes songs, like kind of like an, like, I don't want to say like an industry plant, but like, that's kind of like 
what she did, you know, and that she was actually a musician and she worked with other artists like Shawn Mendes. I think she worked with Taylor Swift, uh, a couple do other you, people. Do you know any songs she's written off the top of your head? <laughs> Fucking no. <laughs> Not even a little. Well, I'm going to look in. Uh, don't Need Nothing But A Good Time from <laughs> the motion picture smash, uh, The Rocker. <laughs> Smash hit. Smash Famous hit. smash hit. Famous smash shit, more like. A lot of One Direction. Drake Bell. Tone of Pop, whoever that is. Sean Mendez, yeah. I might have been wrong with Taylor Swift. I don't see any. I think Taylor Swift's like whole thing is that she actually writes her own songs. Stephanie is so upset with me right now. <laughs> She's screaming at the at, at the speakers. Yeah. A lot of Sean Mendez. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh Niall Horan. He's a One Direction guy. Yeah, and he she also she also worked with uh One Direction as well. Uh yeah, no Taylor Swift. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm no, and nothing that I know because I don't listen to pop. Ooh, I'm Griffin. I'm I, a no, fucking elitist. I no, don't listen I, to pop music. Well, I don't listen. Boo. I don't. Let me correct that. I don't listen to a lot of modern pop. I listen to like old pop and right, like right, right, right. shit. Those popular when I'm I was just, a kid. I'm just giving you shit, Griffin. I know. Um, but yeah, I I like this movie, man. I don't. <laughs> I understand why it's a comfort movie. It's a very very easy watch. Oh yeah, it's nice and like digestible, and there's like the energy from it is great. It's like if you like like music a lot and you love like the idea of like performing live like watch this movie because you're just gonna get like vibes off of it that are gonna make you be like oh i should start a band yeah no that's uh being being a performer yeah i that was like yeah this makes me want to like get up on stage and perform and shit um even even like like the vesuvius like the beginning when it's like vesuvius in a in a like a club in like the 80s -hmm. like that's a kick-ass fucking like performance yeah no and it, it's awesome. It's, it's one of those things that like makes yeah. me wish that like Will Arnett could sing. I don't know if he can or can't. From my to my knowledge, I don't know if he can, but I know I don't think he does. If Will Arnett, Will Arnett, what I'm saying is Will Arnett should be the frontman of a band because he has the right energy for it. I like him as the frontman of Vesuvius. Nice. This movie is also fucking star-studded. Armisen, Armisen, I couldn't remember his name. Yeah. Armisen. Just, just so I know, yeah, uh, it was because it's it's for for the fucking uh, first scene. It's Will Arnett, Fred Armisen, Bradley Cooper, and Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson, who are all just like putting on on a fucking amazing ass show. Yeah. They're just having a great time doing that shit. A lot of a lot of um, faces from like Parks and Rec. Um, yeah. You know, a lot have, of people went on to do in the show went on to do Parks and Rec, and of course yeah. Josh Gad and Emma Stone. Like I, this yeah, is what, some huge fucking well, na- future like, huge names. Yeah, this so was, like at the time Emma Stone was like starting to get there. Like you know, yeah. I don't think she would have gone to Easy A yet, which also Easy A is so fucking good, dude. I, I remember seeing trailers for that as like a kid and being like confused and like not really understanding and being like, oh, that's like a dumb chick movie. But I recently watched it. First off, Stanley Tucci is in it, and Love he, I, I don't think I've ever seen him in a, like, fully comedic role, and uh-huh. he is in a comedic role. He plays Emma Stone's dad. Right. 
Oh my god, he's so fucking funny. <laughs> he's so fucking funny. Um, he's such a good actor. Shout out to Tooch. We love the Tooch. Love the Tooch. Um, but like Emma Stone was like starting to come up. Like this is yeah. pre Zombieland, pre Easy A, which are like some of her like. Oh early... my god, this is wait. This is like a good two, three years before Easy A. This is like a year or two before Zombieland. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah this is a good little bit before. Oh, but she zombie, was. When did Zombieland come out? I have no idea. She's starting to like come into her own. She's starting to like really be, you know, this is like early career for her, where like she's starting to blow up. And Josh Gad, of course, if you don't recognize the name, is um a Broadway star. Yeah, uh, he. I believe he won for Book of Mormon, where he was Elder Cunningham. Yeah, he was in Book he's of Mormon. Been, he's also currently in Gutenberg, the mu- uh, the musical. Which... He's also the voice of Olaf in yeah. the Frozen movies. Josh Gad has has had a nice little career for himself, and like he's the, and he's very good. He's an extremely good performer. Yeah, he's still working. I guarantee you, he does not need to anymore. Yeah, those uh, Disney movies, man. <laughs> He did. Apparently, I don't know if he hates Olaf. But from what I heard, he kind of resents Olaf because everybody thinks like that's what really made him famous. But he thinks his best work was Elder Cunningham. Well, yeah, I, I mean, can't. I can't quantify any of this. This is just something I remember hearing. I do. Years I, and years I ago. did love a story that I heard that he told on like a, one of the late night shows. I think it was either Conan or Jimmy Fallon, and he was like, "My daughters are getting really annoying with the Olaf thing because I'll read them a Frozen like." book and they'll tell me to do the voice of Olaf and I tell and I try and tell them like it's just my voice like that's just it's just me <laughs> there's no voice to it that's funny also he got past Jesus let me stop hitting the fucking peas so hard he got passed up on um on a job to work in Disney yes oh my god he, he did that he just wouldn't be a right fit, and now he's like he like was inducted to be like a Disney legend. Yeah, in and, like he, a and he made a joke and about he made it. A joke about it at his in- in- induction, which I think is very funny. Uh, that's very good, good shit. Good for him. Uh, and fun fact about uh, his current Gutenberg co-star and former Book of Mormon co-star Andrew Rannells. Uh-huh. Uh, you would actually recognize his voice from. <clears throat> Uh, some four kids dubs. Really? Yeah. Uh, I also and... recognize him from um, How I Met Your Mother <clears throat> and Invincible. Yes, he, yes, he was in How I Met Your Mother and Invincible. You know him from that, but he got his start, like his like career really started working at Four Kids. But his first ever like live theater job, I shit thee not, was Pokemon Live. <laughs> he played James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you never know where you're gonna get your start and man and, and like i don't want to sound never like know I'm, anything i don't know i don't want to sound like i'm making fun of andrew Reynolds. i think he's fucking great i think he's an amazing performer i love him a lot i've enjoyed him in everything i've seen him in yeah uh anyway how about we take a quick break and move to the back half of this episode sure ads here's ads and then I said, I can believe it's not butter. <laughs> My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast and he can't figure it out. Like he's never heard of Anchor. <laughs> and 
Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. That's done. And we are back. Is that a CD in your pocket, or is your penis just hard and circle with hole? CD's nuts. (laughs) (laughs) We just got to let Goma. I'm not going to bite. We just got to let Goma. Miranda, I walked into that. Like a week, a couple weeks ago, Miranda got me real fucking good in front of everybody with an Imagine Dragons joke. We just gotta let let go. My- I'm not doing it. I let go of my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so, who was your favorite character? Oh, uh, that's a good question. So, like, I liked a lot. Of, I like a lot of the characters for different reasons yeah no they're all the characters in this movie are all friggin fantastic so the manager played by jason sudeikis oh my god i love him because he's such a douchebag he's such a piece of shit and i fucking love him fucking asshole what are they what is it that christina applegate called him Uh, like a pilst a pils a person i'd like to stab yeah absolutely yeah oh and he had the worst line in the entire fucking movie i loved it so much i, I wanted to about. rip my fucking ears and eyes out i hated it so much that's poetry it's love he said, stop <laughs> it but uh prepare yourselves because i'm gonna share it and it's gonna be me that's gonna share it because so it's extra bad um he sees christina applegate for the first time and he calls her like the font uh and he says something else spring the wellspring, and he yeah. says something about how I'd like to stay inside that for nine months. I'd like to be inside that for nine months. Yeah. Oh, God, saying it just made me want to rip my skin off. You're welcome. Yeah, it's... It's the worst thing ever. I love it. It's so it's dumb. It's so horrible. I mean, I also... I like Fish a lot, obviously, because, like, main character, but also he's a drummer, and I like drummers. Mm-hmm. Um, Something I do love about this movie is it does kind of have that, like like a band like the drummers kind of are the heart and soul you know in a lot of ways yeah well the heart and soul the rhythm section at the very least well, i mean yeah that's but like and the, the heart, section and soul. heart and soul of the band uh, yeah, well, fucking, you're <laughs> such an idiot <laughs> um but like what where would john paul and george be without their ringo oh absolutely nowhere well, like the, the guy that they had nowhere. Ringo replace was in this movie. Yeah, which I didn't know that until today either. I should get his name. So Pete Best. Pete Best, thank you. Uh, and apparently, <laughs> Ring. And never mind. Um, I'd say I think my favorite character was probably Matt, who was played by Josh Gad. Very neurotic, very nerdy, very, very autistic. Yes, yes, he just super said, autism coded. Yeah. He just like said these. He just had a tendency to say these things, these out of this out of pocket shit, throughout the entire movie, and it was honest to god a fucking highlight. Yeah. What was the hardest you laughed in this movie? Okay, so I've seen this movie so many times. I don't think I really had any laugh out loud moments. Okay, but, okay. Then what do you think the funniest part of the movie is? So the thing that made the thing that drew me to this movie when I was younger and made me laugh the most was the beginning scene when. 
he's chasing them in the van That's, after they just betrayed him. It's pretty fucking and, good. Like when you think about what he says, like they're like, "Oh my god, he was so fast. He was like a jet plane." And Fred Armisen, who's driving. Is like, yeah, I was going 60. So that just means that this <laughs> random ass dude was able to run 60 miles an hour. And the only reason he stopped being able to catch up is because he tripped and he didn't liquefy on impact. And the fucking him got, stabbing the drumsticks yeah. through the fucking ceiling of the van is so funny. And when he gets thrown and sits up like fucking Michael Myers. Yeah, or The Undertaker. Well, Taker sits up like Michael Myers is where that comes from. Michael Myers sits up like The Undertaker. Anyway, um, Fighter Man's real name is Peter Parker. Anyway, uh, I think my favorite joke in the entire movie, I don't know why, it was so stupid and, and out of nowhere. Uh, it like the bus is moving across the camera, and it like all the kids are like making faces, uh, and shit on the glass, and then fucking fish. Pulls up his shirt, presses his chest and belly up against the fucking window, and he's got, like, why? a lady's face drawn on Why? It. First off, it's very funny, but my question now is... Why, why did I lift my shirt? Why did you lift your shirt? I, 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 I mean, I got a... I, I didn't need a private show, Griffin, and I, I, you know, I'm not giving you any money for that. <laughs> I know times are tough out here, but Look, I didn't ask for that. So you did, and I don't, money. and I, and I didn't want to, but I just didn't think to stop myself. You're, I saw you grabbing your shirt, and I was like, "Is he really gonna? Are you gonna lift your fucking shirt, you weirdo?" I fucking, I, I don't know what you want from me. I don't know. I have, I have no good reason why I did that. Money? If you could give me like three thousand dollars, it'd be cool. Uh, was there anything in this movie that you would have changed? Um. I think, okay, so it's kind of tough because, like, it is, like, a bit of conflict in the movie. Mm -hmm. But the scene where Curtis is like, "I we are actually going to play for Vesuvius, this thing that you, like, were so adamantly against, like, you know, the, like, I'm trying to hurt you because you're, like, you're a joke and you're trying to go out with my mom or whatever the fuck. And that, like, little bit of, like, everyone's sad and brooding and we got mm -hmm. a new drummer and he's stupid and Curtis is being an apt asshole. I have the hiccups. I just think that that could have been done better. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just kind of boring to me. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, my God. I, I see where you're coming from. I, I, I think, yeah, the drama in this movie isn't necessarily um, that good. Because it, it's like I keep saying, there's not a lot of conflict in this movie. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but I just, yeah, I think it was just kind of a boring, almost half-hearted attempt to give, like, a little bit of drama, a little bit of conflict at the end of the movie, but it didn't, like, ruin it or anything for me. What's your favorite thing about this movie? Actually, hold on. My, well, the thing I would have changed was there were just a couple of times that Curtis said some for lack of a better term, slapstick subtext where he, it's always weird when the gender of the act of the character and the performer don't mix or don't match rather. I would say go off the character. Okay. For this specific. When Curtis says something about how 
he plays his music uh and he hopes that his dad his like real dad will hear it or something like i think that that was like he does stuff like that a couple of times in the movie and it's not anything with teddy geiger's performance it's just that those lines are written clunkily and just kind of thrown into the script yeah kind of like a look at this yeah and I just don't think, I think that's like the one thing I would change. Either like make those a little more subtextual or, I don't know, fix them. What's your favorite thing about this movie? The soundtrack. I'm going to, I I might hard agree. The soundtrack is so good, dude. Uh, close second for me is just like the vibes of this movie, man. The like, soundtrack and like the heart of this movie. Like yeah, this the movie heart. Has like such a good vibe. The yeah. heart, the vibe, the journey. Like it, it is like a, a nice little journey that you're going the on with music. these characters. Yeah, the music man, the music man. What time of day is the hottest? About three p.m. Okay. Is there more to that, or no? I was. You were asking questions, so I was asking questions. Oh, okay, I was just trying to. Anyway, what's the best sandwich? So Holden, what's a good what's a good shader? Out of ten. Uh, drumstick stabbed into the top of a van. <laughs> what would you rate this movie? Uh, that's tough because my heart wants to say 10 because I love this movie so much, but I know in my heart's heart that it is not actually a 10. <laughs> I will give it a 8. A I'm... C. What? A C. I'm going to give it a six and a half, seven. I'm going to throw a brick at you. It's not a bad movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> It's by by no means do I think this is a bad movie. But you're wrong and I hate you. <laughs> and I really enjoyed watching it. It just, you know. Uh the comedy wasn't the strongest part of this movie. The journey was. The characters were. I really liked the characters. I really liked the journey. The vibe, the music. It was I I don't wanna I don't please don't take that as a this movie is bad. No, I really enjoyed this movie. It's just that this movie has some problems to it, and, you know, I don't think everybody's going to like it, but I understand why it's a comfort movie for you. Yeah. So, that brings us to the end of the episode, uh, or the end of the movie, I guess. Uh, But, before we go... Griffin, we're funny this week. Honey, I was thinking that we could spice things up in the bedroom by turning the heat off and pretending to be gold prospectors in the Yukon during winter who have to have sex to avoid freezing to death. How does that sound, babe? (laughs) Oh, so temperature plays fun when it's hot wax, but God forbid I try to save us some money. (laughs) (laughs) I I think the first half of that of that post is fucking killer, but the second half it takes it to a whole other level. Oh, it's the temperature play is fine when it's hot wax. But God <laughs> forbid, I save us some money. <laughs> Holy shit! It's good shit. That is so fucking funny. It's so cold in here. Fuck saving money. Turn crank the heat, bro. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of yet another episode. Thank you so 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 much for listening. We hope that you were able to laugh at us, if not laugh with us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, requests, or recommendations, feel free to reach out to us at funny.stuff.pod at gmail.com. Holden, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, that dumb fucking garbage dumpster fire that I am still a part of for some reason, at Donut Daddy, Donut underscore Daddy. You can find me on Twitch. I stream on Thursdays uh, now that the semester has started. 
uh, four o'clock to whenever for the most part. Uh, that is subject to change due to my work schedule, but uh, we'll figure it out. Did I say uh, you can also find us on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod? I think so, but if if you didn't say it, you can also find us on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Um, um, and you can find my poetry project on Instagram at poetry pity party poetry. Uh, there's underscores. And next week we will be back with Leo Reich, literally who cares, which is available on Max. Max. I always want to call it HBO Max. Once again, thank you so, so, so much for listening, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. Bye-bye.